0: Welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time La Liga Edition. You're with Dan Roebuck and the editor of Football España, Rory Barlow. Match day 37 of the Spanish top division to preview. And a wild Sunday it could turn out to be because we've got uh, nine games kicking off at the same time uh, on Sunday, one on the Saturday. Um, uh, just to recap, Rory, the midweek situation. As far as the Champions League race, is, or qualification to the Champions League, Real Sociedad and Villarreal are both winning. So that is still a thing. And when it comes to the other end, just two points separating 13th from 18th. So the scrap to avoid the drop is very intense. There is uh, an awful lot, even though we haven't got a title race, there's plenty underneath it.
1: Yeah, no, there's uh, lots to be excited about in these final two weekends, because apart from the fact that it's very tight, as you're saying, they're all playing each other. I mean, I think the, the bottom seven sides, I think this weekend, at least two, four of them are playing each other. And then I think in the last weekend, we get another four or five at least as well. So yeah, the the fact that it's head-to-head, Hitafe, Valladolid, who are currently... Um, 16th and 18th, but 11 points. They will play each other on the last game of the season. So that could be a straight shootout for for staying up. It, it's all fascinating and it's going to be a thriller. I, I've been saying I, I feel very much for the fans involved because it must be a terrible strain on your heart. Got to feel for the
0: betters involved as well here. <laughs> we suggested, or I suggested, I won't put this on you because I was almost like pushing uh, for you to maybe give us an official treble on all of the big three in midweek. We had a win, a draw and a loss uh, when it came to Barcelona, who lost, Real Madrid, who won, and Atleti, who incredibly drew from a very strong position. I don't know what the in-play betting was like for that one, but Atleti would have been very, very short. And it just goes to highlight that it is so difficult to work out what teams are playing for what, whether they care, whether they don't, how it's going to affect their play, whether it's a dead rubber or not. And I say it's difficult, or the flip of that is that obviously if you can work your way through these minefields, then potentially there are some very big odds to be had, Rory.
1: Yeah, it's it's the uncertainty which obviously raises the risk, but also raises the reward in this case. And, uh, and yeah, certainly that kind of Real Madrid were not very good. I'd say they probably played as badly as any of the other two sides involved. Well, Leti were the best and they drew, they threw away a free goal. Leeds, Barcelona were probably just about the worst, but they had 40, 50 minutes of that where they weren't awful either and they were kind of peppering the goal for um, a wee while. And and then, yeah, you end up with Real Madrid who are the only victors of out of them and they were... Very nonchalant in their in their play, and nearly threw a game away as well in the eighty fourth minute you can see the equalizer at the 89th, they got a winner from kind of outside of the box just casually passes it into the corner so so yeah, working out exactly where these games are going to be won and lost and how how the head is 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 key to these kind of final two weeks. Five
0: picks from Rory for the weekend slate. all ten games streamed live on the bet rivers at one on Saturday, nine on Sunday as we mentioned. Uh, all of Rory's selections, incidentally, concern the Sunday games, um, all of them kicking off at the same time. It's 7pm local, 1pm Eastern, so a really good time for US bettors to get involved with the penultimate weekend of La Liga action. Let's rattle through these games then, shall we? So, Sunday 7, as we know, 1pm Eastern. We're going to kick off with Cadiz against Celta Vigo here. Cadiz are plus 155, Celta Vigo plus 180, the draw is plus 245 here. And I suggested you in midweek what has happened to Celta Vigo. They seem to be in free fall. Cardi's lost to Villarreal uh, in midweek. Celta Vigo expected goals numbers I was looking at earlier today. They've only managed over one, twice in their last nine. But I guess at least they managed a point against Girona in midweek. But they are by no means safe from the drop, or are they, Rory? How do you see it?
1: They probably need one more result. I think most of those kind of bottom three teams or four teams below them, you can if not bank on them, you can expect them to maybe get one win out of these last two games at least. And so that would take them on to 41 points minimum, Almeria 42, Celso around 40. So one win will probably do it for them. But yeah, you look at their games, they've got Cadiz here away from home and then they've got Barcelona at home. You don't really want to go into that game needing a result, even if even if uh, Vagilid proved that it's very much possible to get that result against Barcelona right now. So, so yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a tense end to the season. I think yeah, two draws would probably just about do it. But the form that they're in, and the run that they're on, it's it doesn't look likely. And and I've kind of edged towards Cardiff with this one, down. Indeed, and they've won their last
0: two, um, at home. Their last game at home is against Elche. Celta's last game is at home to Barcelona. I mean, this is this is an interesting dynamic with caddies because obviously they picked up results on their own patch recently. They are the favourites to win this game, so it's not as if the compilers are, are giving caddies away here. They realise the situation. So talk us through your bet.
1: Yep, I've gone caddies to win or draw and under three and a half goals. Again, sell to that, comes back at minus 118 as things stand. We... Know that Cardiff aren't kind of perennial uh, prolific goal scorers. They're not going to kind of come out and try and go blow for blow with this Celta side, which would be a bad strategy, frankly, because Celta have more firepower in their side. But yeah, as you say, on their home patch, they tend to be pretty good. They dispatched a fight lead with not necessarily ease, but certainly they were comfortable and they were the better sides last weekend, I think. By the leader, probably a narrowly worse side than Celta right now but Celta away from home the pressure's on them. You saw against Girona they went more or less toe-to-toe with them in that game but their one goal that they did score was a Carlos Pérez deflected effort so it wasn't as if they kind of ripped apart Girona and Girona are leaky defensively, we know that as well. And they did have a good few chances. It was Jörg Strand-Larsen the big striker who was put through on goal once or twice and couldn't convert his opportunities so you're looking at a Celta side that is low on confidence that's probably very much feeling the pressure and the nerves of well we were the third best team in Spain at one point in 2023 and now they look as if they're very much in, in contention to kind of go down and so yeah I, I've gone carried to get a result here we know they're strong at home I think the pressure is almost more on Celta knowing that it's Elche to come and Barcelona to come for these sides respectively. I think Cadiz won't bank on a result against Elche, but if you can assume three points or if you predict three points in that final game of the season, then they know that probably a point or a win here keeps them safe. And so it's a big reward. Cadiz at home strong. i I back them to get results. Less than three and a half goals. I don't think it'll be... A back and forth tie, and that's minus one one eight as we're saying.
0: Yeah, interestingly, a draw could suit them both, but but that obviously puts a lot of pressure on caddies with their final home game. As you mentioned, let's move on to uh, Valencia against Espanol here. Um, Valencia plus one twenty three, Espanol plus two forty, draw plus two forty here. Over and unders: over it is plus one oh seven, under two and a half goals. is minus one thirty two. Uh, obviously, a lot of spotlight on Valencia at the moment and certain sections of the Mestalla is going to be closed uh, for this game. Look, the heat is on them uh, for the right reasons because of uh, what happened with the game against Real Madrid. And it would appear, given the, f- the fact that they were beaten in midweek, that you know the pressure is telling a little bit on the club and the players. Do you see it that way?
1: I think, honestly, the Mallorca results um, this evening as we are recording kind of Thursday night that Mallorca result was more down to Valencia's just put away from the fact that they've struggled for goals away from home. They've struggled to really compete in the same way that they do at Mastaya. Um, Now, listen, the, yeah, as we know, Vinicius Jr. was racially abused. This isn't the first time. It just so happens that the international pressure was cranked up on this occasion. Vinicius picked people out of the crowd. Valencia... um, I feel like I've I've taken a reputation hit that could very well have happened to Real Mallorca, Real Valladolid, Barcelona. Any of these teams could have taken that hit. Um, It just so happened it was Valencia. I think there is a sense amongst the club, rightly or wrongly, that they've perhaps been not necessarily wronged, but treated differently to other teams. I think that sense of rebellion will help them in this game, to be perfectly honest. You saw against Real Madrid, even if yeah, they ended in a terrible fashion, you saw the kind of gara with the kind of aggression and the kind of bite that they played with. They didn't let Real Madrid play at all. It'll be a different tie this time around against Espanol, because obviously it's more of an even pl- battlefield. But Espanol need to win. There is no other alternative for them. They'll be desperate. And they've played pretty well against Atletico Madrid at home, but as we we're saying last week or before we kind of previewed these midweek ties against Rio. I really didn't see much from them in terms of how they were playing or, or kind of a solidity there that hadn't been there before. So, so yeah, I think I make Valencia favorites to win this game. I've gone Valencia to win or tie plus over 1.5 goals. That comes back at minus one, three, seven. That result will probably be enough for Valencia if they can, especially if they win that keeps them up for certain it's a chance to relegate Espanol and Espanol. Ultimately, they've kept themselves in it in the last couple couple of match days, but I, I don't think they'll hang on to it this time. And I think Mustaya will be, even with one stand close. I think it will be pretty loud and a, and a good atmosphere. So, yeah, I'm back in Los Chay to get it done.
0: What is your take on that Espanol comeback from 3-0 down to 3-3? In-play betters? If you were punting Atleti at any stage, you would have thought that you'd be mm-hmm. able to cash. However, Espanol with an incredible fight back um, to draw three three ultimately a point's probably not going to be enough for them. But did we see anything in that Espanol team that would suggest that if it's not this week that it, you know, or maybe it is this week, you know,
1: there is still some fight left there. Obviously, there is. Yeah, I mean, look, there's still fights there, and if we hark back to Diego Martinez's days, then we saw quite a bit of this where they would go down or they would go up and then throw away that lead and then they would kind of stage a come comeback and there is definitely a spirit in this Espanol side, particularly Sergi Darder, who's their captain midfielder extraordinaire. He basically got them three points against Rayo last weekend himself. He he is on a, uh, a mission and it, it's pretty impressive what he's doing. Ultimately did I see them as a better team? I mean, Atleti had two or three really good chances, even at three nil up that they didn't take, and Espanyol did take their chances. They missed one at the end as well. They could have gone on and won it, but but yeah, they went for broke. It kind of paid off against an Atleti side that slacked off and brought on a, a youngster or two. And yeah, I, I yeah I I hate to be kind of bitten by the same same. Fish, that's not a phrase, but it will be soon. Uh, bitten by the same fish twice. <laughs> same shark or padana, maybe we'll go with that. But yeah, I hate to be bitten by Espanol once again, but I yeah, I didn't see masses of play. I saw spirit, I saw fight, but ultimately that's not going to be enough on its own, in my view.
0: Yeah, I'm going to use that phrase from here on in, bitten by the same <laughs> fish. It's, it's coming, don't worry. Um, let's move on. Rehavar is versus Villarreal. This is, uh, once again, Sunday 7, all the Sunday games. Same time, one PM Eastern for US players here. Uh, Rio a plus two oh five. They are uh, second favourites. VRL a uh, plus one twenty eight. The draw is plus two seventy here. The outsider of the three. Uh, Rio very slim hopes of seventh. They've lost their last three. VRL just have to win here, don't they? I mean that that is the situation because if they lose, their uh, Champions League qualification chances has gone, and they are in good form as well, Rory. There's no doubt about that.
1: Yeah, the yellow submarine are are going along pretty nicely, it has to be said. And if there's one man that is more responsible for that than anyone else, it's Nico Jackson, who's been on fire lately. He's just been really too hot to handle for other teams. I think Kike Setien, who's the manager that we've always kind of um, tagged as being very much possession-based and very much slower build-up and make sure we're all in position and then we'll tack in an organised form he's loosened the reins a little bit and I think he's gone a little bit more vertical and that's really suited Nico Jackson, who not only is pacey and not only has an eye for goal, but is starting to show kind of bits of an ability to beat a man an ability to, to make the right decisions that I didn't necessarily think he has. I think his ceiling has gone up in my view in the last few months. So frankly, he is looking almost unstoppable right now and Raya's defense is, tends to leak at least one goal if not two per game so so yeah I think that is the main factor Gerard Moreno is playing if not fully fit and Gerard Moreno's Villarreal or a different Villarreal to the one without him so so yeah that attacking prowess I think gives Villarreal an edge here and um, they need to win I think their task is fairly clear I think that gives you a peace of mind if you're a footballer you know exactly what you need to do in this situation and the chances of them making the Champions League are incredibly slim I don't think it will happen but I do think they'll get a result here I've gone for Real to beat Rio 125 a Real side that don't have too much on the line to be perfectly honest
0: Uh, and just a word on Nico Jackson you were talking about I'll just fill in some blanks when it comes to the latest prices he's scored eight in his last six including a couple of braces. Uh, He's plus 600 to score first, plus 230 to score at any time, and plus 1,200 if you think he can score uh, two or more. Um, And he's in the form of his life at the moment. We've talked about him before on the pod. He is a player to follow, potentially, if you like your goal scorer prop bets. Um, Almeria, Valladolid, next. In terms of the relegation battle, the battle to avoid the drop, uh, this is one that has got a lot of focus on it because it's 15th against 18th. There's only one point between the two. Almeria, plus 125. Vidalib 210, as we speak. Draw, plus 270. Um, Overs is minus 141, which surprises me a little bit here. So we're expecting goals in what could be a nervy encounter. Just want to throw some more stats your way before we get your thoughts on it, Rory. Almaria eighth in the six-match form table. They've got the form table on nine points and, by bottom at the moment. So from a form standpoint, we should be siding with a home team.
1: Yeah, and that's who I am siding with. It's plus one, two, five. Almaria are here and, yeah, we know that they're top half of the table for home form and we know that they're almost, I think they're penultimate in away form all season, which tells you about the vast difference between them. And I think it's almost an impressive feat if they manage to stay up with just one away win all season. But it speaks to just how good they are at home. And last week, they beat Mallorca 3-0 away from home, uh, at home, sorry. And it was fairly straightforward for them, to be perfectly honest, against the Mallorca side that, granted, are not really playing for much. But that same Mallorca side just went and beat Valencia 1-0. So there are no pushovers Javier. a Aguirre side. I think Almeria... They play with a confidence and a belief in themselves that they will score at least one or two goals at home. I think that Ruby has been smart in the way that he set them up because he knows that with kind of two deeper holding midfielders, they have a security with them that means that when they do break and Vi's leader side that will need to go for this match that prefer to play on the break themselves, as we saw against Barcelona. Kyle Laren is better when he has space to work in. And so I think the space will be there. Amoria know that if they win, they stay up in this match. That incentive, the atmosphere at the Power Horse Stadium has been very good all season. Yeah, I, I'm backing them to get the job done here. And I think de leads their win against Barcelona keeps them in it. But ultimately, apart from that game, they're on a bad run of form, as you say. I think it's going to come down to that last game against Getafe at home, and I think that's not necessarily a disaster for them either. But but yeah, Almeria to to win this one for me at plus one two five.
0: Do we take that going forward into next season? Should they stay up? The fact that they're such a good home team. I mean, I'm unfamiliar with the stadium. Is it raucous? Is it one of those ones that you know privately Spanish players don't like to play at? Or is it just this season and it's not necessarily the norm?
1: It's a bit of a strange one, actually. Armouria are an interesting club. They were founded in the 90s and not really got too much tradition about them, but did come up. They made it to to La Liga in 2006, and six seven, I think it was. So that was under the very early days of Unai Emery. We're really kind of harking back. Alvaro Negredo was playing up front for them, and um, pretty much a golden time of my life. Um, at least <laughs> looking looking on it back back on it fondly. But the Perahu Stadium is not particularly known for its atmosphere, and it's quite set back from the pitch. But this season, it has been impressively loud. It has been a really good atmosphere for the side that struggled at times. And and you saw against the likes of Barcelona, they, they beat them one when they're at their kind of worst stage of the season. So so yeah, it, it is a good atmosphere. Um it certainly will give them a boost and and I think Valladolid's are yeah, they're they're a good side to face at this time at home when you need a win to stay up.
0: Yeah, it will focus the mind. A win keeps Almeria up. They've got a great home record. They are plus money to beat Valladolid at plus one twenty-five, could be the bet of the weekend. Uh, for me. And our last game to take a look at this is Athletic Club against Elche. Uh, minus 295 Athletic Club. Now, I was scribbling down these prices before Athletic were just beaten uh, by Osasuna. Um, they may well have changed, or the, the Oscombe compilers at Bet Rivers may well be in the process of changing uh, these prices. So bear with us on this one. Elche, a plus 900. Uh, draw plus four thirty over and under here over at uh, minus one fifty again it's short uh, for me. When it comes to Athletic Club, we've talked over the last few weeks, and I, and I throw these things at you, Rory, because you know far more than I ever will. When it comes to these Spanish teams, we talked about Osasuna, talked about Girona. Is it a thing finishing seventh? Will a, a, a Europa Conference place uh, be important? And you know, you've suggested rightly that Osasuna and Girona, they're they're in that bracket of teams, of clubs that sort of, you know, it's always a bonus. And you've always suggested that for Athletic Club, it is a bit different and they want
1: a bit of European football, but they seem to be throwing it away at the moment, Rory. Yeah, just beaten by Osasuna, which really opens up that seventh place going into the final two games. I mean, Athletic here have Elche, so yeah, obviously bottom side relegated, that's three points you'd be looking to take, but then they go to Real Madrid for the last game of the season, so it's do or die if they do want that seventh place they need the three points here and there's no other alternative um yeah I mean we've spoken ad nauseum about athletics problems about their struggles and I think there's certainly a fatigue or an exhaustion setting in to the Basque side just now but yeah I mean against Elche I'm going to give them another chance to to mess up my weekends because they they do tend to to spring a few surprises but We've said it said it before, away from home, they're a different side. Um, they've just played two games in a week as well as Athletic. And Athletic, even though they are a side that relies more on youngsters, they're shorter squads, they should still be able to handle that kind of fatigue a little bit better. San Mamez, it's the final game of the season at San Mamez, so I assume it will be a good atmosphere. They need a victory. I've gone for them to beat Elche, plus under three and a half goals, plus 106, that comes back at... And I think, yeah, we know that they don't score too many goals, but they should have enough to beat Elche in my view. And I think Elche, as much as they've been pretty dignified in the way they've gone about their business in recent weeks, they've been pretty impressive in the way that they've uh, taken the game to teams and, and not laid down. But when one side does have a lot on it and one side has nothing on it, you have to have to give a little bit of an edge to the side that does have something on it. I think that's fair. And I think
0: it's such a difficult thing to do. We've got to try and work out which of the teams that we're going to back for the right reasons here. And ultimately, Elche are down here. And even though they're probably in the form of their season at the moment, away <laughs> from home, um, surely they're going to get beat by Athletic uh, Club. Uh, we like them uh, to beat Elche and under three and a half goals at plus 106. That is the selection from Rory. Elsewhere, Almaria to beat Valladolid plus 125. or well, thereabouts... Actually, plus what, well, yeah, plus 125 at the moment. Um, Villarreal to beat Rio is plus 128 when I last looked. So that's a slightly bigger price uh, than we suggested earlier. And when it comes to the Valencia Espanol game, we're going for Valencia or the tie, over one and a half goals at minus 137. And is against Celta Vigo, Carries all the draw and under three and a half goals comes in at. Minus one one eight. Those are the five selections for the penultimate round of fixtures in Spain. I note, Rory, before we wrap up that you have avoided the big three of Real Madrid, who are the only <laughs> team that are playing on Saturday. They're away at Sevilla, uh, Barcelona, host Mallorca and Atleti are a home to Real Sociedad, which there's a lot on it for for La Real there, but look, we've got some right, we've got some wrong, and I guess betters are the same at the moment. Those three at the top of the table, it is not easy for betters, is it, to try and second-guess how those teams are going to approach the final few games of the season?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, Barcelona, I I don't think they were as awful as perhaps they showed in the second half when they did kind of really um, give up the ghost, so to speak, but... And in theory, they should be better at home when they've got a crowd to motivate them. I mean, I know they lost to L'Areal last weekend, but as I have saying, they're a good side. Um, they've got Sergi Busquets and Jordi Alba playing their last games ever for the club, probably. So that should bring the atmosphere. Last home game of the season, um, as much as the celebrations will be on, I think there's a risk, and certainly there was a lot of complaints that uh, this, this kind of end of the season, if they get beaten again, We'll look and reflect very poorly on them. Real Madrid, I think, are very much in holiday mode, to be perfectly honest. And I think away to Sevilla sides that are focused on Europa League, nobody really knows how that game is going to play out, to be perfectly honest, which is why I've stayed away from it. And La at Atleti, I actually would have backed L'Areal to get something from that game. I would have gone draw or win... But the prices weren't kind of jumping out at me. I think it was minus one two one that was at, and I think the other picks that I looked at were a little bit better. So that's why I've kind of stayed away from that. But I, I do think, given the way that we saw Espanyol come back against that Leti, Real Sociedad had a good chance of getting at least a point in that game. And just finally, before we let you go, I'm just going to throw this one at you. Um obviously, uh,
0: Severe involved in that Europa League final, which comes up midweek. Even though all the other Europa European finals uh, come up after you know seasons have been completed, including the Conference League final here, wh- what is what is the feeling around Sevilla at the moment? Because they're they're still potentially you know bizarrely given the season that they've had, they still could grab seventh place and qualify for Europe again. I mean, I presume all their focus is going to be on that Europa League final. It, you know, it might be one to swerve them at home to Real Madrid. I guess.
1: Yeah, certainly I think Jose Luis Mendelivar said that uh, we don't want to um, be careless with the games that we've got before a Europa League final but we don't want to do ourselves any damage for a tie for which tells you kind of where their mindset is. I mean the opportunity to bring home I think it's the seventh Europa League title is incredible. I mean and yeah, this is a severe side that doesn't have too much to spare in terms of kind of squad depth, in terms of kind of energy levels. So I think Bar sensibly will probably rotate a little bit for this game and and look to go into that game against uh, Roma all guns blazing because I think they know that Jose Mourinho is a, he, he's an opponent that will... He wins finals, like, doesn't he? That's what he does. Yeah, well, the, the two of them have both never lost a European final, Sevilla and Jose Mourinho, so it's going to be one of them. That record is going to have to fall. It's going to be fascinating. I think I'm going to be on the Bet Rivers kind of Europa League show for that, so, so make sure you tune into that one as
0: well. Brilliant stuff. Rory be uh, giving us his advice uh, for that one. But in terms of the game at the weekend, probably one to avoid. Real Madrid didn't play well in midweek, still won Sevilla. They're going to rotate. We know that. But just for your info, Sevilla plus 200, tie plus 270. Real Madrid to claim the points, plus 132. Rory, many thanks for your company. Um, this was our preview for week 37. We've got one more Uh, week to preview hopefully there'll be plenty I'm sure there will be certainly when it comes to the relegation battle we are going to be back and we'll try and get the recording done a little earlier for you next week so make sure you stay across all of our content at because we win thanks for listening to betting weekly extra time on the bet rivers network